The Bill 2 Media Podcast is sponsored by QualityFreightRate.com. Use the promo code BUILT2. Get 10% off your first shipment. Sign up is easy. QualityFreightRate.com. Hit that button. The Bill 2 Media Podcast. Why is the button sticky, Gunner? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Dude, it's just what I do. Built 2. Blake, Gunner, Zach, and Ben. Ready, I'm not doing Zach, my own intro. And go. I talk for a living, and that just happened. The Built 2 Media Podcast. Awesome. Oh, American. We're okay, that, that's enough. Of that. right, that's right. enough out of you, Todd. Okay? We got all the Todds today. Now from the Liquid Nitro Studios, here's your host, Blake Anderson. These shorts are too short for this chair. Gunner Cummings. What happened? What did I miss? Zach Whitty. I'm like Elon Musk taking off my rocket ship. And the somewhat retired, but not really retired, Ben Bros. Struggle Fest 2022. I'll keep saying it. <laughs> Hit the button. <laughs> How about that intro there, Ben? That was uh, that was something. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Wait, was Gunner in that one? Yeah, I heard him. Okay, it. all right. I didn't buy him. As soon as you said it, though, I'm like, "Wait, uh, what?" <laughs> that was good, dude. That was pretty good. All right, we're firing off episode 68. New intro, so Ben stops bitching because his name wasn't in the intro. <laughs> he, he even texted us today. Or the other day. When am I going to get my intro? That wasn't the other day. Yeah, it was like, like a five-year-old, dude. Well, when yeah, I'm going to whine a little. Intro. Well, yeah, I want, I'm not going to do my own intro. What was my exact words? Intro, blah, blah, blah. I believe your exact words were blah, blah, scratchy voice, blah, blah, <laughs> Nesbitt, blah, blah, Koski. <laughs> hey, speaking of the Koski boys. There's something different. Hey, dude, listen, there's no disputing how the volume of things that are wrong with those three. <laughs> Absolutely. However, they're <laughs> growing into be fantastic race car drivers. Sometimes they need their heads knocked Just together, but, <laughs> yeah. Nesbitt. Right. Uh, so we did all of our recording a little bit backwards. We got episode 69, 67 done, but we had to save 68 for our buddy Mike. So we're not even really going to talk about what we've been doing. We just... Uh, we just kind of want to get right to Mike, don't we? I, yeah, I agree. I mean, Gunner. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sharing a mic here. We're waiting for our new board. So we can only go four wide here, but uh, we got five deep. It's kind of like the legendary last weekend. So and five deep in so many different ways. <laughs> Coming in hot off the field, Mr. Mike Proc. Now, how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. You bet. Yeah. We come all the way out here to Menominee, Wisconsin. Found your shop, all right. I mean, one of the three, we had to check for lights, see which one was on. But uh, Yeah, it's kind of a zoo around here usually, <laughs> but by this time, the night slows on a little bit. So, How many employees you got out here on the farm? Um, between full and part-time, we're probably a dozen, 15, somewhere in there. Oh, so, man. Yeah, you guys are hopping. Yeah. How much land do you guys own slash cash crop? Uh, between own and rent, we have about 8,000. Oh, there. yeah. So, so then we do some cash or custom work afterwards, get it up a little higher, pay for the equipment a little easier that way. Yeah. Just like a football field is yeah. pretty much. Yeah. 8,000 yeah. square <laughs> inches. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one combine can do all that. Yeah. Yeah. A guy could just mow that down with a 21 inch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell a quick story about Mike. So he, the, you guys rent some ground over by my father-in-law's. And the first year they got their new planner. I think it's a 32 row. Yep. Big one. Yep. I seen that sucker fold out, and I'm like, huh, well, that shouldn't take long. <laughs> I don't know what we were if we were doing tillage or what, but Mike was definitely done before we were, and he had way more acreage. 
<laughs> yeah, once you get that thing moving, you do a lot in a hurry, but in small fields, it's not your best friend. Oh, so. gosh. I couldn't imagine. Like, corners. How how do corners work? How do you plan a swing for 32 rows at a time? Well, normally Skeeter does that planner, and he'll do all the bigger fields because he spends more time turning around small fields does, does planting. So we take the smaller <laughs> planter to the smaller fields. So. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine 32 rows at a time, boys? No. <laughs> I'm definitely going mung farming. I, I barely know anything about farming, so. Yeah, he's from Rice Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know you know what a row of corn looks like, right? Uh, it's tall, has tassels, and has corn. So we drove past a bunch of farm fields on the way here, right? Yeah. I said that one's Mike's. That right. one's Mike's. So, so picture and I went, one of those shit. rows of corn multiplied 32 times. Really? And then put a big piece of equipment on it. Yeah. And then tried to turn it. That's that's complicated. <laughs> that's why we live it up. To, yeah, that's why we leave it up to the expert over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you dabble in farming and do a lot of racing, or is it the other way around? Yeah, uh, we used to do a lot more racing when I was younger. Now it's the farm needs to the farm pays for the racing, so that comes first. We probably do about a third of the racing we used to do twenty years ago. Okay. But that's what you got to do to make everything get paid in the end. All right. So. Well, you gotta you gotta work before you can play. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how did it uh, how did it all get started for you? I mean, when I mean, we all know that your dad basically lit the candle for you, but uh, yeah, for we, you, we um, basically I grew up around racing. My dad and my uncle were always racing, and uh, I would say about early teens, we started racing go karts around the shop out here, and then um, eventually Thunder Hill opened, and we started racing down there, and just kind of went from there. I think we took one year off when I was in high school from racing, and then we got it from go-karts into cars in uh, 2000. And then uh, did street stocks for about three or four years and was getting kind of bored. A couple of different things about it weren't that intriguing anymore, so we decided we needed to move up. And I don't really know how we decided on late models. I don't know how that jumped into the to the option window, if you will, between you went, a super, a mod, and a late model. You went from a street stock to a late model, or did you go yeah. super? Yeah, what? Wow. <laughs> so, so the first couple of races were a little on the uh, sketchy side, if you will, as far as what's going to happen next. So, <laughs> Go from an S10 to a Duramax. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going from a horse and buggy to a Cadillac, too. 12 row to a 32 row. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, what didn't you like about the street stocks that you thought moving up would change your opinion? Uh, at that time, it was getting to be a lot of drama because... In racing, there's a rule book that's got white paper and black ink. The racers that usually do good read the gray part right below the black. And <laughs> everybody does it. Let's just be honest, whether it's a small thing here or there, a big thing. And basically, the street stock turned into drama. Everybody was What arguing. year approximately are we talking? Uh, I started racing in 2000, and we stopped in 2003 as the last year of street stock. So okay, we, yeah. Yeah, you're bringing back some memories, too. Yeah. I, I can remember, yeah, there was, it was all crying all the time from everybody but one. Yeah, and then the other thing was your the speed was not enough anymore as far as having, if you're going to work on something that hard to have that that fun, if you're going to, if you want the speed to it, you know, and then also cutting your hands in those freaking steel bodies drove me nuts. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. So you went you know, right to the late model, but was there any years in, in between there that you did jump in a modified or a super or anything? Nope. I never drove either one of them. I mean, I drove a modified my dad's a little bit, maybe on uh, around the shop, 
that was about it. Yeah. So hmm. that's interesting. I didn't know that. Did yeah, you? I didn't either. Now you're. <clears throat> I know Larry and Ron, but I don't know which one is your dad. So my my dad's Ron. Okay. And then his first cousin is Larry Brent Ross's dad. Yeah. Okay. The uh, when I was a kid at Marshfield, anytime yeah. the anytime that number sixty eight showed up, it was pretty much lights out. And I, somebody came somebody came up to me and said, "Here's an p- autographed picture of Ron Proc now, and I still have it, and it's from I want to say like eighty seven. And I just thought it was so cool way back then. So I've always been I've always been a fan of Ron's, and then consequently became a fan of yours too. And you know, as the generations fought, you know, keep moving forward, you've got this is a heck of an enclave that we're in here. Mm-hmm. One hell of a shop. This is really nice, and I'm actually really jealous. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Marshfield. That was one of my dad's favorite tracks. You know, he didn't he didn't have a favorite, but that he always liked going there. It was kind of a shame that I stopped racing dirt. You know, but we can't change that. But no, this shop was actually about a 30 by 30 square foot back in the day. It was mm-hmm. the first farm shop. We started adding on to it. And then, uh, oh, late 90s, we built the farm shop. This became race and toy shop. Okay. So, that, um, well, obviously, it's not quite big enough, I wouldn't think. No, you can never have too big a shop. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you got enough room for, like, Two more cars in here, right? Uh, there actually, there used to be. We, we're we're missing one car right now, but one time we had three of them sitting in here. Oh, really? Wow. So, turns into a bit of a mess, though. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, your normal tracks now, being in a late model, so the late model would be Menominee, and then I know you go to Superior a few times, too. Yeah, but then we get to go to Rice Lake a couple times a year. Um, Dave's having us up there. And then uh, we try to go to Cedar once or twice a year if it works out. We used to do more in Minnesota, but they're not racing them out like Alexandria like they used to. Okay. And then um, Montevideo, Minnesota, we used to do it a little bit. You know, the problem is the travel time, really. So, right. Have you ever dabbled in, like, super late model stuff or just stepping with soda? No, we used to do every Labor Day, we'd do it. Uh, we used to be WDRL, and that was always fun. We've done a little bit of real outlaw. But it never, we never had an open motor, so we need to kind of pick our tracks. So you're not completely outnumbered. So, but and then also the time to do it, like I said before, between the farm and crew guys being busier with family things, you're getting less and less time to do things. So, but it's still fun. What's been your favorite part over the course of your career? Not, I'm not talking wins or highlights, uh, but what's been your favorite thing that you love that drives you in this shop? to get you to the racetrack. And again, I'm not talking about wins or highlights or anything like that, but what's been your favorite part about racing so far? Are we including trophy girls? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, and yes. No, I would say the biggest thing is you, something to take your frustration out that you can't get a speeding ticket for. You need something to take your mind off of work. And as long as the car comes in one piece, you're having fun. It's still fun. But there are weeks that it drives you nuts trying to get everything ready to go one time. Yeah, you know. definitely the challenge of it all. Oh, yeah. And there has been guys over the years that we love to race against, and we try to keep in touch with each other. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the racing family is real. And the name Proc now, within 150 miles of here, has been synonymous with racing for, hell, as long as I can remember. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, really, I think it's just like, to me, as you sit back in the – Shadows and watch it. It's no different than deer hunting or going to the weekend cabin or whatever you want to call it. Right. It's doing things together. It's, I mean, as a group, the friends, the people you know, you know, if you need a hand, somebody gets sick, you know, 
you can you're 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 not just racing each other anymore. You know? Right. Yeah. And especially around here, it kind of turns into a neighborhood fun fest too. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, you know, and you, and you start seeing the generations come up. You know, I remember Gunner was just a bad idea in Chad's mind. You know, and now he's <laughs> come up quite a ways. So. <laughs> yeah, Mike was racing there. I think before you were born, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> what year were you born? Ninety six. Well, we all feel older now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Connor. That's Zach when he was born. Zach, when were you born? Take some guesses. 2000. Close, 2001. Oh. 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 <laughs> millennial. You know what that means. He's going to be 21 pretty soon. <laughs> we're having a party. Yeah, oh, yeah. Party bus. <laughs> built two crew party bus. Uh, oh, my. That's hey, a- that's a real thing. So, I mean... Contact us if you want to right. go. Yeah. We're actually getting a bus. It's a real thing. <laughs> nice. Oh, that makes me so happy. We getting we getting back to our guest. <laughs> Are you going then or what? What? On his party? Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Exactly. <laughs> oh that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Why we wouldn't should it? just lock a mic in the bus. You gotta have a chaperone, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's me. That's that's Blake. <laughs> I don't drink, so <laughs> You don't have to drink to make bad decisions. I know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. What? Uh, oh, so we talked about how much basically the fun and the challenge racing is. What's been your What's been your favorite win? We'll just get this stuff out of the way. I I really can't say. I guess um, the two the the three that pop out of my mind are we had an invitation to win like 2008 in Deer Creek Speedway. And what really meant a lot about that is you're just comfortable in the car that night. Everything came out right. Everything worked really nice. And we were, um, had a kind of a long weekend, but I mean, it paid off in the end. Another one was we were in Superior back in 2000. Northern Nationals? Yeah. 2015, according to your race pass. And that was... I knew I was out of ways, and I'm like, at this point, let's just see how far out we can get because, the car, again, the car was perfect, crew did a great job, and you couldn't ask for a nicer racetrack. That, that's when it, you go to a place and the racetrack's bad or the car gets wrecked or somebody's having a bad day, it's not fun. You need all those things to connect to make it really worthwhile. Yeah, and the paycheck doesn't help at the end of the night, or it doesn't hurt at the end of the night. Well, it usually helps a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, now, looking behind me here, looking at that ProPower engine, we talked a little bit about that prior to us recording here. What decided you go with, with the uh, sleeper setup? Uh, basically, I bought our first car. Um, I was running an Adams motor in the street stock, and we actually still have an Adams motor for a spare. But Jimmy and Chris Myers said, you know, that Billy and the guys down at ProPower built an awesome motor, and we started using one of theirs, and we've had really good luck over the years. They're very customer-friendly and do anything for you, so you can't ask for more. Well, and I, would, I would ask about your chassis, but your chassis builder is your neighbor, so, you know, that is a Jimmy car, right? Yeah. 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 You don't want to irritate him too much. Well, <laughs> speaking of chassis, you've been racing late models for a long time. What's the, I guess for lack of better terms, like the technology change over however long you've been racing? What's that adapt? Like how do you adapt to that? Because I feel like late models have changed even since tremendously. 2012, for example, they've changed a ton. Basically, you just pull more of your hair out of your head because 
it used to be all you had to be was in the ballpark and know how to keep yourself calm or how wild you could get. And now it seemed like if you're off one click on the shock or that tire is not quite groove right or that starting position you made the wrong choice in the first two laps, it's like the whole thing is shot. It's so close competitively and so many more things you can adjust. It's just like anything, if you have more options to make a improvement, you also have more options to make a mistake. You know, So really, it's actually probably more frustrating. That's why it's almost worth more when you win now just because you know how close you had to be to make it happen. Right. I think all that started to change when the double adjustable reserve gas tank shocks came out and you, you know, like you said, one wrong click on the shock and you're out to launch. That and like when they're building these frames, you know, and a lot, a lot of them have a vibrator on to, to keep the frame flexible. Oh, okay. Not that kind of vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it used to be one car was good, one car was bad. You know, when they weld them together, now you're all so... They're fine-tuning how to make everything better that everybody is getting better. And chassis builders really don't want you to make much of any adjustments without really talking to them first, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, they almost, you know, they not that they want everybody to be the same, but they want to keep it so that you don't get it too far out in left field and wonder why it went wrong and start bad-mouthing their car, right. obviously. So, yeah. You know. Um, and, I, and if you're running good, they want to know what you're doing. That's so why you got to stop talking. Yeah, that's why you got to <laughs> shut up. You know. Is it kind of one of those deals where um, if you hit it, you can be like amazingly fast, but if you're wrong just a little bit, you like are just totally out to lunch? Pretty much. I mean, you can go, if you have, uh, I had a tire one night. I remember that we basically just didn't fire, and that's all that was wrong with it. And we went from being a first-place car to barely being able to make a 10th-place car. You know, wow. one little thing, you know, and, and or if you have a shock, the valving's getting bad and you don't realize why is it bad for three nights in a row and you change like six things. Really, it was one stupid thing went wrong, you know. So, well, so. same thing with the engines, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, well, why am I lacking power? You know, I mean, I've seen guys put their hands on top of the valve covers and say, I got a rocker arm broken. You know, and you really don't know that when you're out of the racetrack. You couldn't, maybe it's not something terminal, but your engine's getting tired, too, and it could be something as simple as adjusting your valves. Which, if I understand correctly, engine builders don't want you to do without talking to them or bringing it to them. I know that's the way they are around here. But, <clears throat> yeah, the technical aspect of it has got to make it way more challenging. I mean, I haven't been around in the pits with a late model in 14 years, and I'm completely lost on these things now. How do you, stud with all the stuff you've got going on, where do you find time, I mean, obviously to wrench and thrash on this thing, where do you find time to study and read chassis books and like talk to people about setups and all that? Is that when you're in the big 32-year-old deal? Pretty much. Honestly, I do most of my thinking. I like working late in a tractor because the two-way radio for the farm is missing, and you just turn the, turn the radio down real slow and start thinking about things. That's what I do most of my thinking at, just because nobody's bugging you, nothing you got to worry about. Do you, you take know? a notebook and write some ideas down or anything like that, or you get a steel trap up there? Yeah, I keep most of my head, and then when I get a rainy day or a Sunday, I come in the shop right down. Okay. You know, and then there's other things we've learned over the years, and we've gotten really good about having, a, like, a checklist sheet. The car has a checklist, the hauler has a checklist, tire, tire area. Everything has, like, a checklist to try to make sure we didn't forget something or forget the thing that worked while we need to do it. So. 
That's a good idea. It reminds me of when we talked to Buzzy. He's like, whenever I'm mowing lawn, that's what I'm thinking about setup or what I did the last time I raced. Yeah. Hey, he's got lawn, too, so he's got plenty of time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the deer stand, too. That's another spot. Yeah. Yeah, but you only get nine days in that thing, so. Well, unless you bow hunt. Right. Right. Yeah. That's you what I do, do with most of my bow hunting time. What, thing? Thinking about racing. Well, that's what I do with most of my time. Right. Yeah. You I got a lot of How about you, Mike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? We don't. I don't really do hunting that much, but yeah, you just those times nobody's around. That's what you yeah. gotta do. Yeah. What was your biggest aha moment? Like Gunnar pointed out, you've got the you know one bad click or one bad tire that won't fire, and you're out to lunch. Did you ever come across anything when you're wrenching, and you had that aha moment? You turned a 12th place car into a contender for the win. You know, not that off the. We've had a couple of times that we've won races and did something we didn't understand why it worked for about three, four weeks, but nothing really jumps out. You know, there's probably a, how many nights that happened. You know, like we had nothing to lose. We start sixth row, let's try this. And then it worked. And it's like, well, now why did it work? And we actually had one time that we bent a frame, didn't have a clue that it was bent for about four weeks. And we won every night. And then finally we figured out why why the car is working. Well, we bent the frame and moved this the fuel cell over here, and all the links got jarred a little bit. Okay, now we need to take the car apart, which kind of sucked because you had to straighten the frame out, but also figure out where they were all sitting so you could put those back that way. Right. You know, just stupid things happen. <laughs> so is, mm-hmm. it, is it fair to say, like, you have technology investments with chassis. Everyone's becoming closer. You know, you're one click off on a shock. You suck like your 10th place car instead of winning cars. It's fair to say that like racing is now more frustrating than what it used to be, you know, 10 years ago. I think you're getting more, it's getting frustrating because you get upset when you can't hit the right mark. But I think it's more frustrating that you're seeing more drama into all racing. You know, it used to be that 20, 25 years ago, like at a go-kart track, nobody really argued too much over there to have fun. And I can see more of that now with some of the crew guys have kids that race. And then I go to the racetrack. If we had 10 guys racing, eight of us knew each other by name, talked during the week, maybe even talked to the flagman in the week as buddies. And you don't see that as much anymore, I don't think. I think you see more smaller groups, not as one big group on the whole scale, even though we all know each other. Do you think that is money-related? In a way, I do. But the part I don't understand is a race car for what you've, you know, what you've gained that you can win to what that car cost has not went up the same ratio. It's been that, it's been that same ratio since the mid seventies. Yeah. But you know that if you're going racing for, let's say a thousand bucks, well, the car is a late model that's competitive. I think the minimum you can put together for would be, let's say 18 and you can go, the sky's limit, 60, 70,000. So let's wreck that to get a thousand bucks. Does that really make any sense? You, you know, in the back of your head, because the next day I got to go to work or I got to do this. And do we have time to fix this week? Well, let's back off because we didn't need to wreck this for this right now. But the biggest thing is I think respect has been lost sometimes. And I think that sometimes it's like, well, let's just take and learn how to be buddies afterwards, not. I can cave his door in and get him half sideways to win because this ain't this ain't NASCAR. It's not asphalt. You know, it should be more equal. And there's been times we've only raced for let's say a thousand, a thousand, five hundred bucks, 
and I saw the racing looked more racing, not so much rubbing or wrecking. Right. You know, yeah, there's not as big of a reward at the end of the night. Yeah, I remember when we, when we were a kid, you raced for a trophy that cost five bucks to make, and nobody hit anybody. You know, what I mean, there was more. Let's be friends. Let's be polite. Remember each other tomorrow. Right. But that I, I, that's not just in the racing world. I think the rest of the world has turned a little bit too, and it affects that. So, I agree. That's a good. Yeah, it's a very good take on very it. Good words of wisdom, right there. Yeah, for I don't sure. know me words of wisdom, but okay. <laughs> well, you could even, I mean, similarly, you could even see that at the legendary 100 or at the USA Nationals or whatever. When they say that they're going to have a one big party. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of small groups everywhere. I mean, I saw that last weekend. Yeah, where it's not just one big group family get together. I mean, the only time I guess I really see that is what we're going to see this weekend or at the red clay. Yeah, you know, as that's your opinion. I'll give you an opinion. <laughs> yeah. UMS has baby. We all yeah. we all click. Yeah, these I'm telling you what, as the only fat tire guy on this built two crew, they sure <laughs> do throw a lot of shade and shit at me hey but it's all good it's all oh justified. yeah it's all good <laughs> yeah. it's all for the better betterment thing. yeah it's all good i'm just happy there's another late model hey, here <laughs> when you were in oregon did you not go to watch doom buggies yeah i did so i was entertained oh hold <laughs> question mark i like late models i just raced a sprint car that's all and a b mod you're, hey, you're hey, coming hey, over to this side. Hey, hey, that I ain't racing ever again in my life. <laughs> he, re- he retired. No, you're not. I retired. Yeah, retired. I, think, I think an S10 pickup truck has more acceleration than B-Mod. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but to each their own. If there's any class that you could race aside from late model, aside from super late model, what would you pick, do you think? I mean, this is anything from off-road trucks to Prius. power boats to semis. Yeah, combines. I I would honestly go to the sprint cars just because I probably hurt myself the first night, but <laughs> the amount of power, the amount of discipline to make sure you know you get given too much gas, you're over backwards, you wrecked it. So that discipline yourself, but also the speed and the I'll call it psychoticness of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Sprint car people, they're not wired right. You know, hey, I'm saying that full well, knowing that you three are over there. <laughs> Matt Bowl says it's just because people don't want to die. That's why they don't race sprint cars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you do have to be a bit of a death wish. Although we've seen some pretty wicked accidents with late models too. Wing or non-wing? Either one. Just you know, because just basically Atta the boy. more speed. You know, like yeah. we go to we got watch uh, drag racing Brainerd or I uh, go to boat drag race sometime. And I think that'd be cool for the speed to try that. Yeah, but I just like it, I think it would not last long enough. You know, right. they want. Want to last longer if you did all the work to get in the seat, right? So, yeah, speak. that's forty hours worth of work for four seconds of fun and and the and the drag races and stuff and it's climax, but no orgasm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's twenty; his mind is perpetually in the gutter. No, that was a great saying. <laughs> so, speaking of speed, uh, have you went faster in the race car or on a snowmobile? That's a good question. I really don't know. The I know I've been in a race car like in Alexandria, a big old horse track, where your helmet starts shaking, you can't see what's going on just because the speed is shaking your head around. But I don't know the snowmobiles. We've put some pretty good times on those too. So it's kind of a horse to piece probably there. Yeah, I've heard some stories from uh, Craig Turner about your sledding. Uh, Craig's a wild one. I just ride in the back <laughs> and I. You know, watch everybody and make sure I can see the scenery and the little deer and the trees and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
ridden with some Are guys you that sure? are just wild men like that too out on the trails. Are you sure you're in the back all the time? Oh, that's what that's what me, me and the guys we ride with. You know, really, uh, Craig is the wild child. We just try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know if I trust him. <laughs> Craig Turner, the wild child. We, we got we got to be there to find out. That's all I can say. All right. Well, I'd have to bring a Polaris to the party though. It's all right. Everybody's got to ride in the back sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Yamaha country over here. But that's what. That's where we're in. All There's right. two of them upstairs. I see. Mm-hmm. Got a couple old collectors up there. Oh yeah. You guys probably got one from every. What's that one on the left? Uh, the farthest one to the left is a '77 um, uh, Snowjet. Oh, oh boy, that's oh. And, and then we got a. Uh, we got some late '70s, early '80s SRXs that aren't here right now, and then we got a. Uh, O one SRX up there and O two Viper. So what do you ride when you go trail riding? We're pretty much in a Sidewinders now, so it's a four stroke, four cylinder motor in them, or sorry, four stroke, three cylinder motor. Okay, they're a little bit lighter. It's already cat chassis, but Yamaha power plant, and they're pretty good sleds. Because Yamaha really quit making snowmobiles now, I believe in twenty nineteen. Well, they make a few, but not really a sporty edition anymore. It's okay. a Yamaha cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a skidoo guy myself, so we don't have that problem. Skid out. <laughs> yeah, go stand in the corner. Skid out. Try again. There Just you go. Skid out. <laughs> Just skid out. That's perfect. Uh, before this question leaves my mind, <laughs> it happens a lot. Is yes. it a pretty small area? Or yeah, like usually. You put the four of us together, we have like two brain cells. <laughs> um, where did the number 68 originally come from? You know, I asked, obviously, that was my dad's number. But I asked him a couple times, and he can't give me a straight answer. Really? Isn't, I don't, you know, that wasn't the first, like, go-kart he had. That wasn't the first year he raced a car. I really think he probably just picked a number he liked. I'm not sure. Because yeah. he, he can never answer me a straight answer. But do you think he was going to be racing or not racing for, like, 68 years or something when he started? That could, that could be. <laughs> you know, the, uh, I mean, how was Ron doing? Pretty good. Yeah. He's uh he's actually out uh getting a boat ready for one of his buddies to go duck hunt with. And he's gonna be back here in a little while working the car a little bit tonight and we get some stuff going on this weekend, but you know. Do you ever uh say hey dad? Jump in? You don't have to say it too loud and he'll get in there. I'm sure but <laughs> he hasn't raced a car for uh I think thirteen's last the year that he raced a car in the race, but he's drove a one forty two testing. You know, he still likes it. The thing is trying to get two of them ready for Friday or Saturday nights a real handful. Yeah. So. Well, you see that with a lot of father and son teams. The the dad will just quietly step back and then, you know. I mean, if we had time that we could go race two cars every night, we probably still would. It's just that the time to get everything ready and the amount of values we do to do that just runs out of time. Doesn't matter how much farming you do, how many, how much land you rent, we still only get twenty four hours in a day, and it still takes somebody to go do that. And oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. the uh, but um, the stacker that's in front of us here. How long have you had that? I mean, you're not traveling too much right now, but still, you know, creature comforts, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, we built it in '07. Um, we had a hauler right before that for a year, and we just. Basically, got got sick of a pickup stopping to go to the bathroom for all everybody's packed in there, and you're packed four in a seat or whatever it was. And this way, we don't have to stop for anything. A little bit nicer ride. You don't have to pay the hotel rooms anymore. Um, really, if we race now, we can honestly get by without it. But it's kind of dumb to sell if you have it because it is nice for the times we do go distance. So 
Well, that on top of that, I mean, if you wanted to sell it, you could get pretty penny for it right now. Well, yeah, we've been offering good money. <clears throat> the problem is what we would replace it with, we don't know. So. Yeah. Now, that's the biggest issue with these things. Once you have them, it's hard to get rid of them for multiple reasons because you're used to having it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not costing anything sitting here, so. No, and it's been a good truck. We actually bought the, the truck actually was in a movie, and the guy who owned it didn't, he had something small mechanical. He got ticked off. He wanted to sell it, so that worked out nice. And the trailer came from Jerry Odetsky. He would. They went to a, uh, I want to call it a toter home. What Jake's using now. So we ended Toy up holler home type yeah, deal. So we ended up buying the trailer from him. We built, had somebody build the uh, the uh, camper on it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really nice setup, and you to be able to have it and be able to keep keep it in here. Yeah, perfect. Ronnie's Ronnie's got her stock pretty good with parts too. <laughs> You never know what could happen. Oh, man. <laughs> we, I borrowed some uh, a tap and die set from him to help Jesse on his carb. We had a bolt that went bad. And Ron's like, you got to remember, I'm just a damn farmer. I don't know how all this shit works, but I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, here's the box. Good luck. <laughs> yep. But you know that farming applies. There's multiple times he does things at a racetrack, and it's like, why did you do that? To you started thinking of like, well, it worked, even though it's low on the crude side, but got you through the night. So. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of those old school guys though are like that, you right. know, they have a junkyard mentality as I've often called it in the past where you think I would never do that that way, but it cost me 60% less. So I'm going to just go with it for now. Yep. Just like bending the frame and getting faster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> rather be lucky yeah. than rather, rather be lucky than good any day. So the next new one, you're just gonna run into it with a forklift and see if it works. Or well, the worst part is when we did that. Like I said, we knew what, knew what we did, and really all it did is move the fuel cell over and the four links. It's all it did to the thing, but it just became a totally different car. So then you start. Well, maybe we should try this next time. Yeah. So heck yeah. So what's uh, what's the plan for uh, next year? Ah, uh, we actually have a new car getting built right now. And then this car here is a uh, 15 or a 16, so we're going to keep this one too. And it's just the idea is we haven't raced that much in the spring anymore because of the farm. Right. So the thought is having both ready to go. We can race about two or three nights before we get the crop all planted. And then there's times that we don't race for two weeks, so you could easily get two of them ready and lessen the workload a little bit. Right. So Okay. Because this car is a good car, and it's, nothing really wrong with it we just need to put a new body on it obviously so when i'm when you mentioned uh speeding tickets i was kind of thinking about this toter home honestly uh trying to make it to menominee in the springtime there's been a few times that holler <laughs> goes over the speed limit a couple times yeah. that thing will pull in after draw cut off and whip in there and the door i mean the car's about coming out of it by the time you get through the pit gates so. <laughs> well if you're early you get bored you got to get to the last minute <laughs> right <laughs> Are you usually suited up when you pull in the pits or not too springtime? much, but there's been time that I'll, uh, there's been times that I'll have the guys will get the car out while I just drive, get from the driver's seat to the back, pull the suit back on. So <laughs> it, it's happened. The word actually the most, when you say about the speeding tickets, there was one time I got a speeding ticket on like a Thursday and I was a little upset. Then we're late on Friday. I got a speeding ticket like between the racetrack and highway 25 or Stout road. So everybody oh, sees me get the speeding ticket while somebody went in the draw for me. And it's like, <laughs> this is just being a great week. And then we won the feature that night. It's oh, like, well, okay, oh, well, we got won the feature, but we also lost a couple hundred bucks. Speeding tickets, so equal it out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Looking at this hauler in here, um, how do you even get this thing in here? Like, I see uh, a door, but where? Well, basically, we come in the main door, and then that in the back, that's actually a sliding door. Oh. Well, you can drive through, and then you got to back back straight again. So it's kind of tight, but it's the shop <laughs> was never intended to have the hauler kinda in tight? here, so we built the hauler. Just to give our <laughs> so. listeners a little bit of perspective here, we're looking at it, that the door is probably, what, 20 feet wide? Yeah, yeah, about and, that. And the shop is usable space is probably thirty, thirty-five to thirty feet wide. Yeah, it's about yeah, about thirty-five, forty. Yeah. And a toter home is ten feet wide. And there's like how do you, the toter home is all the way to the other side yeah. of the door, not even lined up. Yeah, it's yeah. not lined up with the door at all. And the door that he's talking about pulling out of or nosing out of is like. Do the mirrors clear? Oh yeah. Oh, so it's a little just, tight fit, but just that's barely. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a good question. I didn't even notice that until you brought it up. I was trying to figure that out, honestly, for like 20 minutes here. And I'm like looking at this thing, and I'm like, how does this even get in here? I didn't want to ask the question because <laughs> I thought it'd thinking. be a stupid one. Like, duh, it comes in from the ceiling or something. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, when we built the shop, when we built the shop, we just had a trailer and a pickup. So we actually, we built the truck. The guy said, you know, I can chop it and make it lower so that we shave the top off a little bit to make it fit in the shop just because it's so much nicer to have inside to work out of yeah i i think i need to be here when you pull this thing out though or or drive it in just to see how does that send me video evidence yeah that's talent <laughs> i don't care who we are well the good part is we've only had one night we came on half asleep and tapped the front door of the truck so we're doing pretty good so far <laughs> was it literally just a tap too or is see, that the, new there's tim? two marks by those tires over yeah. there that's yeah. license plate bolts yeah I, that's all that's, i did to it <laughs> so Coming in hot. <laughs> How long does it take to get you get this thing basically parallel parked? Oh, just a couple minutes. Because we go out that door, you're out, there's another 40 feet before you go outside. Oh, okay. And then just back it in. Yeah. 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 All right. I didn't realize how much. Now that he's saying it, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. But ideally, we were going to take the overhead door and make it to right behind the hauler. But the problem was we had to change the rafters to do it. So we never did it. Yeah, then you could drive the whole thing straight in all the time. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, I still want to see a video or something because that's. <laughs> yeah, we should yeah. get into some two minute questions. Mikey's got some ripping to do. Ben, fired off. Gunner, you got to start out with yours. We're gonna ask this one again. What after after episode seventy, we can't ask ask this one anymore. Oh. We gotta change I wasn't even going to think of it. But. Am I oh. in the gutter again? No. no, no. <laughs> well, this is kind of our famous question yep. on the so, podcast. Two-minute questions. We ask you a question. If it needs to be explained, explain it. Yep. Otherwise, answer it as fast as you can, and we'll move to the next one. Okay. All right. How many chickens does it take to kill an elephant? No idea. <laughs> we need an answer. <laughs> yeah, you have to answer them. <laughs> Two. One to distract it, one to peck it to death. Okay. All right. First All car right. you've done a burnout in? Uh, actually, be a be a 89 Camaro. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty. Mm. Mm. So uh, what's the biggest field that you have? Biggest uh, acreage of field. Biggest field we have, all in one piece, no rows between, is like 575. Holy shit. Wow. That's a large piece. Yeah. That's a near, lot of kern. Damn near. <laughs> corn. Why do you like corn? Because it's corn. 
Uh, how do you hang toilet paper? Over or under? I have never thought about it. I guess I go over. Yeah, boy. There you go. I'm so glad you answered that way. No this kidding. Is a terrible question to ask on this farm, no, probably. Really. But green or red tractors? Mainly green. Wait, mainly. We've got a we've had a couple of red ones over the years for small jobs, but if you want the big job, get the green ones. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Full green. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Because you're next. Because you're next. Uh, Timmy's many stumbling. Questions. Well, okay. How many speed tickets do you have? We lost track. It's not a, not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> How many times have you been late to Red Cedar Speedway? Again, we've lost track. We, <laughs> me, me and time are not a good friend. So. <laughs> What's the exact mileage from here to Red Cedar? I've never really done that. I would say we're probably 10 miles, something like that. Yeah, not bad. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. No. Mm. Now we're getting into food. If you weren't farming, weren't racing, weren't doing anything you're doing now, where do you see yourself? Like, what job, I guess, would you be doing? To enjoy it or make a lot of money? I guess either one. Well, pick one. Two-way street here. Well, what would you be? I'm just asking what you would be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing now. What job and what hobby? If I was, if I was going to do a job for to make money, I think I'd probably... Maybe enjoy being like a, you can't make a whole career out of it, but I like driving. So something like an Uber, or, you know, taxi drive on taxi driver money, limo service. Let's go limo service. Oh, if I wanted it, didn't see that. No, if I wanted it to really make money, run a go kart track. <laughs> and I'd wow. say a, I'd say a hobby, snowmobiling. I love that's the number one thing. So I'd probably have to stick with that all the time. Where, right. where's the uh, where's the coolest place you've been snowmobiling? Um, we love going to Michigan just because the trails are wider. You can get more more speed and probably less danger than we have around here. Favorite fast food chain? I go Arby's. Yes, fantastic option. Dollar <laughs> sliders, man. <You> both <laughs> like to challenge your stomach to fights or what? It's all fast food, man. <laughs> Name a fast food it doesn't get. And the horseradish sauce, bring your nostrils with. That's pretty good yep, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> is a hot dog is a hot dog on a bun? Or is that considered a sandwich? Depends what time of the night it is and what you've been doing before that. Uh, yeah, that is makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a mind blowing situation right there in and of itself. One more food question out of me: Is cereal soup? I would say no. No? No. no. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, vacation. Where are you going? Usually I take the vacation in the wintertime. And if, I, if I'm if i not on a snowmobile, we'll go. I like going to a place like Tropical, get the water slides going. Mm. A couple of mystery, mystery drinks, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mystery drinks. Mm-hmm. Like all-inclusive or are you buying well, usually a podcast will buy you one. <laughs> oh, I brought a T-shirt. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'll make you a drink this weekend or next weekend. How about that? Be a nice mystery one. I'll go into the depths of Nesbitt's motorhome, and we'll see what we can do. There you go. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, 
Captain Cook. Uh, if you weren't number 68, what number would you be? Never thought about that, I guess. Probably the next one up. I'd be 69. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think aliens exist? Depends what you're doing that night between drinking and smoking. <laughs> so. so I tell you what, I'll ask you Friday night at about 1 o'clock in the morning if aliens exist, and I'll get a different answer than right now. Yeah, wait till Saturday night about 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> if you could build a racetrack, that means track, concessions, stands, location, all that, build it for us. So, like, Mississippi Thunder's the track, Cedar Lake concessions, something like that, Bristol Stadium, something. So, let's mix them up a little bit. Let's take Superior's track prep and width, but throw Cedar Lake's bank to it, because really that's the only place you live in Superior is the bank you get too high. As far as PR work, Right now, what I've seen, Superior and Ashland got pretty good PR people going on. And location, that's a tough one. I don't, you want to be out of town, and but you want to be close to a big city or the main road. Right. So I'm not sure where I would pick that, to be honest. And then concession stands, most important. Concession stand, I would go to, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Jerry Weigel was up and over at Unity, a big old grill out back. Mm-hmm. I love grilled burgers and brats. That was like my king right there. Never went. I was there a lot. He had a he had a grill probably it was twenty a grill foot of, square. Yeah, it was the length it, of this table. Does he still have that at Eagle Valley? No, he's got one smaller. But he got the meat from Smith Brothers Meats. Yep. And <clears throat> as he as one of the employees there, they always wanted us to use drink tickets or food <laughs> tickets, and they'd hand them to me, and I just crumple them up and throw them away. Because, like, I'm not going to abuse the privilege, but the food at that track, you're right. That was really good stuff. The burgers and chicken breasts and stuff, that was awesome. Hey, before she leaves, I was supposed to ask you this question. Did they put the wrong, did Ronnie put the wrong kid in the car? You know, Tara actually tried driving a late mile once and she did a decent job, but we can't afford to fix that money pieces in a week. So that's why we got her on the car. So uh, you said you would maybe jump in a sprint car. There's a there's an arrive and drive October in October. Yep. At Cedar October eighth. October eighth. Will we see you there at all? If we're out in the fields, it might. I have a crew guy that's been helping me quite a bit last couple of years now, getting rolling, and he's talked about going up there. I think that'd be that'd be fun. But if we're in the fields, that trumps it. So is Vogel going to be there? Heard the ten Z's car is going to be there. it up. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll be there. I'm a 15-inch seat, so, like, I'm limited on the people. There'll be a car there you could drive. There is a car there, (laughs) yes. I do think it would be fun, though, just just the difference in the, like I say, you watch the good ones. It's not all about throttle. you got to calm yourself down to keep that car in one piece and on the track where you want it to be. There's a lot of discipline, you know. Momentum. What would your... First choice of a non-normal pet be so no cats, no dogs, no goldfish, no ferret, no snakes or spiders. Goat. Um, <laughs> you got me. I would probably take. I probably see a chimpanzee, monkey kind of thing. Yeah, he, yeah, kind of like combine. A, I mean, teach them how to use wrenches. Yeah, 
That would be a great idea in the field, honestly. There's a thing on TikTok where it's farmers, factory farmers or cash coppers that they raise capuchin monkeys. And they take them out in the fields with them in little packing plays and stuff. Only you would watch that TikTok. Well, because it's awesome. Because I'm with Mike on that. It's monkeys. They're freaking cool. Will we ever find you on TikTok? I don't think so. I don't know. They'll run the phone that good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys got some more? I'm out. All right. Final question. What are you built to do? As far as phrase the question a little better. So are you built to race? Are you built to farm? What is your, like people say, built to party, built to work? When, when they asked me this question, when I was a win. guest, it was built to entertain. We've had those type of answers. We've had built to work. We've had... Built to party, built to fuck, built to... Yeah, built so, to... Remember so, what Chaz said? Yeah. Yeah. When you Just to get a visual here, so either way, when you say entertain, are you saying like talk to people or dance for bachelorette parties, or where are we going with here? No, I'm nodding my head up and down. Yep. <laughs> all of them. Yep, all of them. Truffle <laughs> shuffle, come on. Oh, God. <laughs> I, would, I would say the farming thing, and then if I couldn't snowmobile, I'd probably go nuts. It would really just drive me up the wall. So, and obviously chase girls. We got to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, you want to real quick? You want to edit that out? You want to thank some sponsors? <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> um, the list is pretty long. I got to thank them all, but I don't know where I would even start at. Far which I don't want to put them in an order and get it anybody upset. Um, I know the. You know, there's always ones you want to talk to out there, but I'd say that I know the newest one that took a little edge to get to go was Casey Hot Performance. He's trying to get his feet wet right now, and he's doing a really good job. So. Well, thank you, sponsors. Yeah. But all I mean, right. I mean, they're all important. It's no, just course. that, I'm, you know, no, the car's got Multiple. 20-some. I don't know where to start at, you know. So you all we, ready to go for the weekend? No. We'll be working tonight and part of tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Mike, we appreciate it. Hope to be back to uh, talk to your dad. Maybe get your mom in here a little bit with him and go from there. But uh, well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, Mike Brock now on the Built to Media podcast. That was always that was anticlimactic. You got something to say? Hit up the Bell 2 Media Podcast and let them know. Like, comment, and share on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and at Bill2Media.com. Thank you, Bill 2 Media sponsors. QualityFreightRate.com, Liquid Nitro, Energy Drink, SKD, Scott King Designs, Underhill Speedway, Kick-Ass, Beef Jerky, Jiggy Signs, Harvest Racing, K1 Race Gear by Ryan Bowers, Spot On, Point of Sale, System Credit Card Processing, and PrettyPolishJunkie.com. Get your Built 2 Media podcast fix. Get everything you want and get everything you need. At Bill2Media.com. Except for the t shirts. Figure it out. Be back next week for another exciting Bill2 Media podcast. The Bill2 Media Media. Media. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.